In today's episode, we're speaking to Sarah Hagstrom. Sarah is the founder of the Coach and Grow Co, where she empowers health and wellness coaches to connect with their inner confidence, align their offerings with ideal clients, and implement time-efficient strategies for marketing and run their programs with ease and abundance. She is known for teaching new coaches how to create and launch their programs in five hours a week and do so without scarcity and instead from a place of love. Let's speak to Sarah and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm speaking to Sarah Hagstrom. Sarah, did I pronounce that correctly? You nailed it. You got it. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Sarah, everyone's heard how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, share with everybody what it is that you do. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I am Sarah, the founder of the Coach and Grow Co., where we help those in the health and wellness space or those who want to enter into the health and wellness space create their dream coaching business online. And we really focus on a four-part strategy, helping them create this business, working five hours a week, doing work that they love. Fantastic. So Sarah, talk us through, you know, how did you end up, surely you didn't wake up one day and think I'm going to be an online coach or online consultant. So what led you to be here right now? Now, When we were speaking off off camera beforehand, you mentioned you grew up in Washington, but you ended up in California. So talk us through what's been your journey. Yeah, of course. So I got into health and wellness and becoming a health coach um, from my own health challenges and my own health struggles as like many of us do in the Mm. health coaching space. We struggle with our health. We want to get healthy and then we want to help others, you know, do the same Mm. thing. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like I want to help other people do that. And so for me, I grew up in a really dysfunctional home. And at the time I I really thought that I was the only one, you know, we didn't have Instagram. People weren't sharing. They weren't being vulnerable like they are today, which I love um, because I, had a lot of shame around how I grew up. I grew up without a lot of money, you know, without a dad, my mom struggled with addiction and drugs. And so I didn't have a lot of um, healthy relationships. I didn't see that modeled. Uh, There was a lot of stress, chaos. There's a lot of processed foods. And so I struggled with a lot of digestive issues. Um, Now I know with my background in health and wellness, a lot of it came from trauma. Um, But on my journey, I found, you know, um, different foods. Like I found a plant-based diet and I started making these changes to what I was eating. And, you know, there was this point where my husband at the time, he was my boyfriend. He was like, you know, maybe you would feel better if you didn't eat M&Ms, like a big Costco sized bag of M&Ms every day, you know? And I was like, stop it. You know, don't, don't tell me that it's not the food. And then I got to a point where I was ready to make the transition and 
he actually introduced me to a documentary. It's called Food Matters. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you no. seen it? Gold? No, it's an, it's an older one, but the concept, you know, now the time we're recording this is, is everybody kind of knows is like, Hey, the food that you consume can play an impact on how you feel and your body. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the time I, I, like I said, I was eating M&Ms, like I was eating all of these things, which like not saying that those are bad. I'm not a fan of like good food, bad food. Mm-hmm. But at the time I had no idea, you know, I would be stressed. I would drink a beer. I would be eating fast food, like all of these things. And I would just have the worst stomach pain. Um, it got so bad. I couldn't go to work at the time. I was my a junior in college. I couldn't go to class. And so he introduced me to this documentary and, and my mind was blown. I was like, wow, food can play a role in how I feel. And so I started changing my diet. And with that, that was kind of the first step in changing how I thought my mindset and all of these things. And at the time I was uh, applying to law school, I was working at a law firm um, as a legal clerk and just going down this path. And, you know, while I was there, so many people that I was working with, so many lawyers were like, Sarah, you don't want to do this. This is stressful. You know, like you're not going to like this. We, they just kept saying that. And I have always had this mentality of like, watch me. That's part of like my podcast. It's like, why can't I watch me? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I just had this moment where I was like, actually, I don't want to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to go into health and wellness. And so that is kind of what started me on my path. And what brought me to Southern California was transitioning. I finished college and then I went down this path of uh, becoming a health coach and helping people with their health, which turned into what I'm doing now is helping health coaches with their business. Wow. Okay. Where did you actually go think, okay, I need to do this for myself. I mean, if you're working as a law clerk, you suddenly you were, you're in the corporate environment, you're, you're used to having the nine to five. How did you break free from that mindset into going, okay, not only did you change your, 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 your expert, your, um, area of expertise, you know, even from legal space into health and wellness, which are complete opposite poles. Um, but also you went from employment in from employee into being a being self-employed and working for yourself. So how did that pan out and how did you come to that conclusion? Because that is quite a that's unless you have a lot of strong financial backing, that is quite stressful. Yeah. I I mean, it was gradual. It wasn't right away. There's a lot of other steps, you know, between that, that we can talk about and, and timeline. It took me about um, three years to go full time working for myself. So I think okay. that's really important to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing is I was young. <laughs> I, I was young, right? So I'm going to be 35 this year. At the time I was 22 mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. You know, I, I, I didn't really have, you know, a mortgage. I didn't have all of these things that, you know, as we get older, we, we have to think about. And so I think there is some beauty in that just being honest, like, you know, I was, I didn't know any better. I was like, okay, I, I can do anything. And even though I grew up in a very chaotic home, um, my mom, she really loved me and she always taught me, Hey, you can do anything you set your mind to, mm-hmm. Hey, the sky's the limit, like be a leader, do what you want to do. And, uh, that was really instilled in me. And so when I realized all of these signs, everybody saying, Hey, you don't want to actually be a lawyer. Like it's, it's not really that great. And, you know, no offense to people who are lawyers, but who that was like my journey and my process. And I think that that was, I know, you know, some of your listeners believe in like the universe and signs and divine timing. And I really think that 
that was the universe saying, Hey, this isn't the path for you. And I just had enough little nudges to say, Oh yeah, you're right. This, this isn't what I truly want to do. And so for me, it was just like enough sign saying like, Hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Do you want to do this? No, let's do something else. And starting to make that transition. Okay. I think that's, that's one thing, at least you recognize the signs because there's a lot of people, especially at the age of 22, that's really, really young to be able to discern you know, the universal signs. Think, oh, okay. Um, that's, this is not my life path. This is my life path. So that's congratulations on that. But I do agree with you. I think it's more difficult when you do have the responsibilities of children and mortgage, you know, bills and loans and so forth. Then you have to think more strategically in terms of how can you leave your, your current employment. And add to the fact that you still took three years to transition over fully. That makes more sense um, mm-hmm. to me. To, so that you're not just jumping the gun. You're not just taking the plunge. Because I, I see far too many people take the plunge without the forward planning. And then they, they then they really put a lot of pressure on themselves. And then they, they suffer from depression. Not that, by the way, when you do become an entrepreneur, nothing's guaranteed. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I think I did... Um, I, I probably did this the latter way, but I, I was successful. And I did really, really well financially. And then you still get, you you know, you get curveballs from the universe and things happen and entrepreneur's journey is never smooth anyway. You, one day you're pulling your hair out and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go bankrupt. And the next minute, oh my God, I've just become super successful. So <laughs> you do pendulum between the two. I'm saying this with the tongue in cheek, but yes, it's it's not a, it's not for the faint hearted. But it's, it, it still helps to have certain element of planning, an element of strategy and some financial um, backing. And, you know, yeah, I, find, of- I find that if, if you don't have that, then you are making decisions that aren't in your highest good, right? You, mm. it, it's a lot harder to stay in this place of abundance and, and doing work you love and taking opportunities that are in alignment for you versus being in that space of desperation and fear and feeling like I have to do this because I don't have any money and I don't know how I'm going to make it. And the energy, like in the coaching space, I always say coaching is about relationships, you know? And so in the coaching space, if you have this desperate energy, it's going to repel your ideal clients from you. They're going to feel it. And so you want to be in this space of, you know, I get to work with who I want to work with, who I'm best suited to work with. And I find that that is a lot better if you are in this space of abundance, I'm taken care of, everything is working out for me. And like you're saying, it's just easier to be in that space when you have a little bit of a cushion, when you have a little bit of a strategy and a plan. Mm, Definitely. Most definitely. I think that's been, that's very, very important. Otherwise, I think that a lot, far too many people take the plunge and then the stress and the worry, and they don't concentrate on the, on the passion anyway. And then when they get into the mindset of scarcity and lack and, uh, and the energy of, of lack and scarcity, then it's very difficult to break free from that because they need the money. They need the business to work in order for them to have the money to continue. But because they're in the lack and scarcity energy, they are unable to attract the rights of clients. If they do get the clients, they're not for high, you know, they're not for highest good and so forth. And then they, they end up resenting and, and being very upset with them themselves and the universe for for being in that you know financial predicament and money you know I, I it's one of those things you 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 need to have money in your life it's just simple as that you need to have a, com- a comfort a comfortable flow so I would say and everyone's element of comfort is different so you need mm-hmm. a certain amount of money which allows you to be comfortable within your you know your lifestyle whatever your lifestyle is but if you are used to for example if you if your children are used to 
um, going to the cinemas every week and, you know, having that kind of, you know, takeouts and so forth. And then you're in the situation where you can't even afford, um, you're barely able to pay the bills, then that is going to take a toll on you. It may not take a toll in the, initially in the first couple of weeks, but in a, in a, over a long period of time, it's going to have an impact on you. I think this is something that you have, to, this is why you have to plan out and something you have to, something has to give and you have to work around it at some point. I think it's important. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. And then you have to actually you have to have uh, contingency plans as well because the things may not go as planned after six months. You know, things are always changing, uh, changing, um, you know, the, the the platforms are changing and, you know, social media changes so rapidly. It's un- unbelievable. Um, so let's talk about this now. So how did you go about building a business? You know, how did you, you know, you, tra- you, didn't, you didn't get any formal training for business. So how did you learn and build your business? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that was the most challenging thing for me. And I would imagine it is for a lot of entrepreneurs Yeah, because I grew up in this home where my parents didn't finish college. And so I was the first one in my family to graduate from university. And so when I was then like, okay, actually, I'm not going to go to law school. I'm going to start a business. All of these limiting beliefs came flooding through. I'm not capable. I'm not smart. How am I ever going to figure out how to run a business? I have no examples because I would listen to these entrepreneurs and they would share all of these stories about my dad was an entrepreneur. I've always been entrepreneurial. And I was like, I have none of that going for me. And so that was something I really had to work on constantly. I was like affirmation, 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 like rewrite this, rewrite this, like every day, like just flooding, like really, like I would have loved your podcast goal because I feel like you just listening to examples of struggle and triumph and Hmm. affirmations and standing in faith, like all of that is so, was so powerful for me on my journey. So anything I could find, I was consuming it, um, books, podcast, YouTube, uh, all of that, just trying to figure it out. And to be honest, it went through a lot of evolutions. I started Hmm just working however I could in the wellness space. I, um, when I transitioned out of law before going full-time for myself, I worked at Whole Foods because I just wanted to get in something like in an industry that was closer to what I wanted to be doing. Right. And so I transitioned to working at Whole Foods, even though I wasn't teaching at the time or coaching, I was like, this is wellness. Let me get into this space. And then from there, I was, they, I talked to uh, the manager and they let me teach and host classes. They had like this kitchen. And so they let me teach there, you know? So then I started to like teach and coach and just little by little, you know? And then I kind of like worked with my husband and we created a nonprofit, like no big deal. And like, we're working in schools. And then the parents were like, oh, can I hire you? You know? So it's just like all of these like little steps that led me to eventually health coaching online, working for myself full time. Um, but, but really like learning like the business, a lot of it was trial and error, investing in programs and, and coaching, yeah. um, which, you know, got me to where I wanted to go. And then 
I had to learn something new, invest something new, shed something that wasn't working. You know, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and they're like, oh my gosh, like this is so masculine. I've been doing it this way. It doesn't work for me. Like, I can't believe I spent all this time doing that. And like, I really think entrepreneurship it's an opportunity for us to evolve, like evolve yeah. as humans, evolve as people, figure out what we like, what we don't like, keep going, you know? And so I just think that that's been my journey. It's like one step leads to the next. I shed a little bit. I grow a little bit. Oh, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's true. On the entrepreneurial path, you don't, you basically, all you see is the 10 steps ahead of you. Even if you think you can see a hundred steps, I promise you by the time you get to step eight, that path would have changed and you have no idea where you are. If anything, if you think you can see a hundred steps down the road, you're more than likely to be um, coming across a pitfall where you have to change your strategy or something else and or a curveball hit and you're completely going doing 118, going the opposite direction. That's the entrepreneurial journey. It is. Yeah. And it and it's about evolving your character because a person, it's, you know, it's not it's not just who you um, are, it's who you become in the process. The person who you started off being, you know, working in the health and wellness for yourself is not the same individual sitting in front of me now because you've evolved as your business has evolved. You've grown as your business has grown. And I think one of the biggest areas that I've, I think that has allowed me to grow as an individual has been as an entrepreneur. I think this has been like doing a PhD in business. Um, I'm sure that people who are running these successful businesses, they don't, I don't have an MBA, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that after running my business, going through all the ups and downs, and the do's and don'ts, actually doing more do, don't, don't than do's actually, <laughs> and learning from them. Um, I probably can walk in and probably do an MBA now because of the experience, not because of the academic learning. And yeah. this is what we learn as entrepreneurs, but you have no option. You have to learn and move on. I mean, I think we are quite blessed in this era. One, because of the online space, because we are able to access material and knowledge across the board, across from different people, plus the coaching with the rise of the coaching industry, good and bad and ugly alike. But it has allowed us to learn and really learn from people who've, you know, who there are some great people out there and learn strategies which help us to evolve, uh, which otherwise we'd be going to universities and learning, you know, spending four out, you know, four years and doing marketing and whatever else. And so I think this has been a great, I think, um, era uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the universal time for us to learn and grow. But that's having said that, you have to grow. And I think grows the operative word here, because if you're not learning, if you're not growing on a daily basis, then um, you're stagnant. Yeah, I think entrepreneurs, people who get into entrepreneurship, if you love like learning and growth, like it's a great path for you. But those who are like, I feel like I'm good as I am. I'm perfect. You know, like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is me. I'm, I'm totally evolved. I know everything. I think it's going to be a really challenging road for that person. Agreed. I mean, I had, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday and we are very two different people. And, and I was, I was giving him some, you know, let's do this and this and this, and we're working on a project together. And he literally had to stop me and goes, Good stop, stop, stop. I'm not where you are at the moment. And I'm so glad he said it because he, he, you know, he's my older brother, but he's, you know, he's, he, even though he started his business journey before I did, but he had um, a time off for, for various personal reasons and he's come back into business. And he, had to, he literally just stopped me and goes, look, I'm not where you are at the moment. Let me deal with this, what we have at the moment. And you can hold on to the vision of what you want to do, but bring mm-hmm. it back to me at a later date. And I'm, I was so glad that, and I, w- I was very proud of him for actually acknowledging the fact that, 
he wasn't there mentally. His mindset wasn't evolved to the level that I was. And I was thinking of, you know, seven figures on a monthly basis. And, blah, blah, blah. and he said, look, let me get to six figures on an annual basis. And then yeah. we'll figure out six figures on a monthly basis. Then we'll have a conversation. At the moment, let me f- figure out and work on this right now. And that is so important. Um, but the fact that he acknowledged the fact, you know, that he needed to learn and grow, I'm, I'm super proud of. Him. I'm sure he will. But it's it's something that a lot of people would think, well, you know, that's not for me, you know, just to turn their mind off. Whereas if you have a growth mindset, you'll think, oh, I have to learn. I'm not there yet, but I can be. And I have to grow and learn a bit more, maybe from work experience, but maybe from books and some other things. But this is a thing. If we if we accept the fact that we are constant work in progress, and doesn't matter how much we know, and I mean, I always say, the more I learn, <laughs> the more I realize I don't know. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, my knowledge is so minuscule compared to everybody else's. But that's a great thing, though, wouldn't you say, Sarah? If I'm the, I always say, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love that story about your brother and and his awareness because I I I know for my journey when I first got into entrepreneurship, I would watch people, successful multimillionaires, I would watch them give advice and I would try to do what they're doing. Mm. And I couldn't do what they're doing because I had no experience. I had no team. I didn't have the budget, you know? And so I think a big part of why it took me so long in order to go completely full-time on my entrepreneurial journey is because I was trying to be where I wasn't. I was trying yeah. to skip all of these steps and and yeah. I had no awareness. Like your brother, you know, you're like, oh, I, I bet my brother will get there. I hope he gets there. Oh, I have complete faith. He will get there. Yeah. Like having that awareness, it's everything. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think this is, this is what gives, you know, people listening who are, who are thinking of transition over, who have transitioned over and are struggling mm-hmm. uh, as they realize there's a lot more to this than just building a business is about literally doing a PhD in personal development <laughs> same time yeah. as, as, as building a business. And so uh, I think it's, it, that it'll give them hope that you and I have both have been through this and we're still going through it by the way. So yeah. You know, we are, you know, we are still learning, we're still growing, and we're still dealing with it. And this it's a lifelong journey, we're going to be doing it. And I remember reading a recent quote by Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, I should say, and he, you know, he, he's a he's an avid reader. And he still talks about learning and he's learning all the time from his team and other people and so forth. So if Richard, Sir Richard Branch is still learning, then you and I, <laughs> we, we have, we've got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's wrap up. It's, um, let's find out, uh, where can, where and how on the internet can we connect with you, Sarah? Yeah, of course. So you can come over to the coach and grow. Co. That's my website. And you'll see lots of resources, lots of stories. I interview health and wellness coaches about their journey to success. You know, what happened? What was the roadmap? Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and it's just my name. So it's Sarah underscore Hagstrom. Those are both great places to connect with me. Wonderful. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, then the links that Sarah's just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section you'll have other links as well go check her out and see if she can help you to build your wellness and health and wellness business thank you so much sarah for being such an amazing guest with us today uh, we have to have you back on money talkies but today it's been fabulous talking to you thanks girl and thank you for listening to me and sarah today on fire the feature i will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset until the next time you meet this is girl Khan signing off take care and bye for now If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.